saying i was dealing with that virus man and uh it's still kind of in my system but it's, it's it's out hopefully the virus is gone but i'm still dealing with the you know the after effects and whatnot man but it feels good to be back you know what i'm saying and it feels good to bring a show after a victory you know what i mean so uh we we got some stuff to get into man some rumors you know some news some injuries a bunch of stuff donnie and it's, it's real good to see you brother and welcome to team iphone by the way damn <laughs> Yes, it's about time. I've been trying to convert this guy to Team iPhone since 1998, man. And he finally crossed over, man. So welcome to the family. I know you're going to get some flag back from them Android people out there, but uh, don't worry. We're going to convert them too, bro. But what's Not going as- on with you, man? How you been? The Android phone itself, man. I, I was tired of that, but doing that, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm glad to be back. I was a little surprised because I was waiting to see, you know, because you usually come up with the titles of the the episodes on the fly. So I was wondering if after yesterday's game you were going to call this one uh, Hannibal because it's the sequel to the last time we beat the Rams. <laughs> Silence of the Rams. Silence of the Rams. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But the cool thing is we we, we went out to L.A., you know what I'm saying? We were on business. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the L.A. Confidential. Welcome to Episode 9, L.A. Confidential, because the 49ers did what they do best, and they own L.A., and they went out there, and they swept this team, man. So uh, before we get into this game, we're going to break down the game. We got our high moments, our low moments. Let's go ahead and kick off some formalities. I ain't did this in two weeks, so this should be kind of this should be kind of breezy. Ladies and gentlemen, If you're on Facebook, make sure you like and follow us on Facebook at Nitty Gritty Niners, baby. If you're on Twitter, make sure you give us a follow at Nitty Gritty, the number 9-E-R-S. If you're on Instagram, you can also follow us at Nitty Gritty Niners. To all our YouTube subscribers, all our people that's out there in the YouTube world, make sure you go ahead and you subscribe to Nitty Gritty Niners and smash the like button one time. Donnie, it feels good to be back because we're going to be bringing this to a podcast near you. So if you're listening to us, anchor.fm backslash Nitty Gritty Niners, that's your one-stop shop for your podcast. You can hear us on each and every stream service out there. But to my Apple podcast people like Donnie, welcome, baby. Subscribe to us at Nitty Gritty Niners and make sure you guys select the five stars. And we want you guys to email us at Nitty uh, Gritty Niners 
at gmail.com. Send us your nitty-gritty moment of the 2020 season. What's your nitty-gritty moment? You know, not being able to go to games, which I wanna, which I wanna, which I wanna, you know, rile up about. So make sure you email us y'all nitty-gritty moment, pictures, whatever or whatnot. We'll make sure we go ahead and get that on the show. Formalities are done. 49ers win 23-20 last night in LA. Let's go ahead and get this game started. Donnie, how you want to start this show, baby? Oh, man. Um, you know, it was... I think we all know that yesterday had its ups and downs. Um, we're, we're obviously still hurting a little bit when it comes to, you know, how many guys we got off the roster. But just watching the guys that got to come back and just show the difference that it makes yesterday... Come on, man. I mean, Sherm got an interception. Mostert was all over the field, like loving it, man. That, that's there's a lot of downs this this uh, this season. But the way I really want to start out this 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 episode is to remind you guys, those guys that returned yesterday, they showed how much of a difference they make. Now, Woo! It's going to be a wrap. I can't wait to break that down, too, man, because a lot of people want a lot of people off this team. So we're going to go ahead and get down to the nitty-gritty. Listen, nitty-gritty Niners news, guys. We got some news for you. All right, listen. Check this out. The 49ers will play weeks 13 and 14 at the State Farm Stadium in Arizona, which means the Arizona Cardinals have opened up their field to the San Francisco 49ers for weeks 13 and 14 in their home games. So that means we're going to have the Buffalo Bills at home in Arizona. And then uh, who we play after the Bills? The Redskins. I think we're going to have them at home. Then we go on the road to Dallas, right? And then we go back to Arizona, but they'll be home, right? We on week 16. We'll talk about that in a second. And then we close the game back at home somewhere over the rainbow. I don't know where we're playing yet, but that's when we're going to host Seattle back at home. We just don't know where that location is going to be. Donnie, how you feel about that right now? 49ers are on the road. Santa Clara's up in shambles. What's good? You know, I didn't know how to report it. You know, I was trying to figure out a way to to put it on the Instagram page, you know, kind of release the news. But I kept hearing so much different things from different people you know Kyle Shanahan said something about that maybe they had gotten back before the regulations the COVID regulations or something so they didn't have to follow them so I didn't know how to report it It, the whole COVID thing confuses me because it's you know there's different colors out here like you know red alert yellow all that like what kind of situation we're in and I have no idea what it is so I'm glad we still get to play but you know what confuses the hell out of me this is nitty gritty so I'm gonna get nitty gritty um, two guys on the Ravens get uh, COVID and they start postponing games. <laughs> God forbid Jackson gets COVID because then the, the whole NFL has to stop. But in our entire team out COVID injuries, whatever. Ain't no games getting canceled over here. They don't even give us the chance to. So that just shows you how much they got love for us in the NFL. Yeah, that, that that bothered me. That Thursday night game against the Green Bay Packers, the 49ers had, I believe, four to six players out due to COVID. Now, no one even had the COVID virus, right? No one had the coronavirus. It was just that, you know, KB somehow tested positive for COVID and he was around people. So that took out some wide receivers and an and offensive line starters, basically. Not, not just reserve starters. And the 49ers had to play. They had to play. And, you know, I'm 
at first I'm like, you know, it's going to be football. We, go, we just got to do it. It's getting late in the season. They can't flex the game, blah, blah, blah. Even though I felt like they could have put us Sunday, Sunday sometime on Sunday, we could have played. But they wouldn't do it for whatever reasons. That's what the NFL said. Here come the Baltimore Ravens, right? Lamar Jackson is greater than the San Francisco 49ers as an organization. The moment he had COVID, that game got postponed to Tuesday. <laughs> no, skip, skip Sunday, skip Monday. They're going to play on Tuesday. I, I don't understand it. It's the NFL. They janky, man. They some janky promoters out there, man. I don't mm-hmm. get it. How y'all feel about that out there? You know, I mean, the game is over. Of course, we got beat against Green Bay or whatnot. But still, the NFL does what it does. And they, they have a vendetta against the 49ers. I'm telling you, it goes back to Eddie DeBartolo. It's going to be what it is. Now, Wednesday, the game is Wednesday. What the blood clot? Listen, like I said, it, it is what it is. Listen, I'm going to move on from that because I will stay on that topic for 55 minutes because I got some bones to pick with the NFL because they shysty. But the 49ers will also play Arizona Week 16 Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, excuse me, 4.30 game, December 26th. Day after Christmas, man. So those that go day after Christmas shopping like I do because you can get everything for 95% off if you just wait to the day after Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you're back home at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 1.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or you're going to miss the 49ers beat the Arizona Cardinals on uh, Amazon. It's going to be on Amazon, bro. And Twitch. It's going to be on Prime. That's that's a strange situation. But, hey, I got Amazon, so I ain't worried about it. <laughs> Everybody should have Prime by now so you can get your you know packages the next day. You order it, you click it, boom, it's there the next day. Awesome movies. But the 49ers will be playing the Arizona Cardinals on Prime. You know what I'm saying? Should be a good game. I like when the 49ers play Saturday games. Takes me back to when the Atlanta Falcons were in the NFC West, and we always had to play them bumper clots on a Saturday, and it was a tough game, yo. Couldn't figure out why they always played us so tough. Probably because they had Deion Sanders back then. But, I mean, Andre Risen, remember him? And Jerry Rice. Oh, man, we had some battles, man. But listen, we got a Saturday game coming up. I'm trying to see if there's any other news. The only other thing I could think about is the 49ers have no idea where they're playing week 17. And like Donnie talked about earlier, there's different colors and codes of how COVID works out there. So I believe they're trying to play in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium week 17. But uh, that's what I got, man. Yeah, it's a strange time we live in. But you know what? I have a feeling I have a feeling we're going to be back next year. Things are going to start getting back to normal. Um, It's not working that way right now. But, you know, sooner or later, the stupid government of ours, I don't care what side it's on, got to come together and stop disagreeing on shit and just think about what's best for the people, you know? Yeah, I think the funniest thing, bro, was Kyle Shanahan uh, message to the reporters how pissed. They were because they've been trying to do everything with the city of Santa Clara, do everything right by code, and they felt like they put the okie dokie on them. That's cr- it's crazy out there, man. 
Well, one of our friends just spoke on it, um, saying the city, the city of Santa Clara hates Jed York. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, I don't know if you remember, but when we first opened Levi Stadium, they put all these regulations like we weren't allowed to have Monday night games. Like it was insane. No prime time games, basically. And then they were telling fans that they couldn't play football in the parking lot. You don't tell 49ers fans they can't toss a football around in the parking lot. That's all part of tailgating right there. They eventually, you know, some court proceedings happened and they eventually got worked on it. But there's some truth to that. I think I think uh, they they resent Jed York a little bit or the York family for um, a history. You know, the, 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 the Niners have a history with Santa. Um, they've, their practice, uh, practice field's been there since, you know, way back in the 80s. So. Got you. So the history is deep right now. I got mm-hmm. you. It makes it makes sense, man. I told you there's some type of vendetta. Somebody didn't pay somebody. Something happened. Somebody messed with somebody's wife. Something happened, and it's crazy right now. All right, man. Let's get to the injury report, bro. Listen, woo! Defensive back, nickelback, Jamar Taylor, guy that had to step in and fill in, was doing a tremendous job for Kwan Williams. Is going to be out for the season with the AC. L injury, bro. Man, we can't escape these ACLs, and they always happen on this artificial turf. Because I don't know if you know, but that was that that wasn't real grass. <laughs> I said uh, we were watching the, uh, some football the other day on Thanksgiving, as you know most of us do. And I was telling my father-in-law, man, I'm like, yo, like if Arizona can have real grass on their field, nobody else has any excuse because. Anybody who's ever been to Arizona knows how dry that state is. How they grow grass, I don't know, but they do it. <laughs> so no team in the NFL has an excuse to me. Maybe Seattle because it rains so much and they, you know, you basically playing on a swamp, but still it, the, the turf has to go. Yeah, man, there's a few teams out there that still rocks that artificial turf. It's like it's like Fake grass, though. It's not the AstroTurf. It's, it's better. But still, man, it, it, if you watched the injury yesterday, it was like his foot got planted in the ground. Then he got hit. Like, and I thought it was a late hit. That should have been a flag. Man, look, there should have been some flags called, man. He got hit late. Fred Warner got hit and pushed in the back. Like, what the? What are the refs not calling? Like, what, what are we not doing right to get these calls? Because when we do them... Flag, 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 flag. I, I just don't understand it. But nonetheless, he's he stepped in, man. He filled in, was doing tre- a tremendous job for K1, which is an alert because now, Donnie, I don't care what you say, we do not have a nickelback. I know Manuel mostly played there, but I'm gonna talk about that cat in a minute. We don't have a nickelback. I'm I'm it's time for Jimmy Ward to say, okay, coach, put me in at the nickelback. That, I'm thinking I, that, that's what I would like to see. If not, they're going to have to go out there and find a nickelback, bro, because right now, man, look, it, it was crazy. Got some good news on the injury on the injury tip, though. Some good news on the injury tip. Uh, DJ Jones, Jordan Willis, Brandon Ayuk, Weston Richburg, Ronald Blair, Mike Nazowska, Ben Garland, and D Ford may play Monday night. Did you hear this? I'm going to read the list again for y'all mother suckers. DJ Jones, who I don't miss. Kevin Gibbons had a hell of a game. Am I the only person that didn't miss DJ Jones? Kevin Gibbons balled out. And Darian Daniels came in and spelled Kevin Gibbons. It was like, uh, DJ who? All right, my bad. Jordan Willis, 
Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> I just want to see Ayuk and Debo on the field at the same time with a mixed with a little Kendrick Bourne. I know we've seen it once. I just want to see them back. Yo, I'm not saying DJ Jones is not a beast. I'm just saying he hasn't been missed. Anyway, Western Richburg and Ben Garland, which means the center position, ah, it goes back to normal, Donnie. Like, I, like the center position goes back to normal. Like, this, uh-huh. I'm going to say it again. It, whether you get Richburg, who I prefer, or Garland, I think I think our quarterback will have a better game if you get the center back in there. Remember, Brunskill's still playing center. Just want to put that out there. Just want to point mm-hmm. that out. Uh, and D Ford. D Ford. Unknowns, K1 Williams, Akella Witherspoon, and Tevin Coleman. Week 14, which that's the game against uh, the wet the Redskins. It might be a return of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I don't care what y'all say, bro. Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback for the 49ers. I know y'all wanted to see Nick Mullins. I know y'all wanted to see Josh, whatever his name is. I get it. I mean, but if Jimmy's healthy, he's the guy. And if Richburg is back with Jimmy, oh, man. Yeah, it's going to take him a second to get back into, you know, to football shape. Uh, I don't expect Jimmy to come out week 14 and throw five touchdowns. I don't expect him to throw two touchdowns. I just think he will be back to lead this offense because that's something that we need to talk about tonight because, God dang, this offense is trash. Because that kind of relates to injury. Um, I've been, you know, following Niner news religiously um, since the season started. Well, every season. But uh, there's been a lot of talk from the front office, um, Lynch, Shanahan, it doesn't look like Jimmy's going anywhere. And let me tell you something. Uh, if he was going somewhere, I think we'd see a lot less effort from the Niners because they'd be, you know, really relying on a draft pick right now. I really believe that Jimmy's got at least one more season with us. And Breezy, you pointed out something to me uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about it. Jimmy's contract is structured so that next year we're not taking much of a hit on him. So it almost benefits us to just to keep him next year. Um, I'm happy about that. You guys all know I've supported Jimmy since day one. Breezy supported Jimmy since day one. Um, I, I don't really think, I think he's had the card stacked against him since he's come to San Francisco, but it looks like he's coming back. And I bet I will put my money that he comes back with a vengeance. And it would just be insane if we squeezed our way into the playoffs this year. Um, You know, come to think of it, I I was, you know, it would be so poetic if we just kind of squeezed our way back into the Super Bowl this year. I don't really want the Super Bowl this year. And here's why I want to see us win a Super Bowl where there's thousands of fans in the stadium and we get that 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 right feeling. I'll take it this year, but uh, I really feel like next year. Watch out because we come back healthy. This team is ridiculous. Look at us yesterday. The Rams ain't no joke. What are they? They're they're. uh, they were in first place. Yeah. And we... We, uh, we're, we beat them. Yeah, we beat them. And so. then not, not only did we beat the Rams, we pretty much... We controlled the game. We controlled the clock. Okay? Look. <laughs> the 49ers had a game... Kyle Shanahan's game plan against Sean McVay is to always beat Sean McVay. Doesn't matter how. That That's what he... That's what he does. And, and Kingsbury is next. I'm telling you... That first game of the season was a fluky fluke. 
because I don't think Kyle was happy losing to, to Cliff Kingsbury or whatever his name is. Yes, sir. Symmetry, man. It's good to be back, bro. Man, I had the I had the COVID, man. The Corona, bro. That junk took me. That junk was trying to kill me, brother. You know what I'm saying? As, as healthy as I am, it definitely had me down. But thank you for y'all prayers. It's great to be back. It's great to talk about the 49ers. It's great to talk about a victory. Oh, what a way to come back. You know what I'm saying? But guys, listen, I just want to say this about Jimmy G. <clears throat> I know he has issues where he struggles getting the ball down the field. Check. Got it. But you know what he does way better than any quarterback that I've seen? Get the ball out quick. All right. What do I mean by that? I mean quick throws. The 49ers have wide receivers that like to run quick slants, quick outs, mainly quick slants. Jimmy don't like to throw the ball to the outside. But the quick ends, the over the middle, like Jimmy is getting the ball out quick. I think with his center back, his real center, whether it's Ben Garland or, or, or uh, 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 Rustin Richburg, I think those two guys would allow Jimmy, because remember, ben, uh, Richburg is calling out the protections, guys. There's so much that these... Mm, Jimmy had to take on so much more without his guys being there to solidify him. Now, I'm not saying Jimmy don't need to learn protections and things like that, but when your center was doing it for you and he only had to focus on getting the ball out, quick hot routes, all this good type of stuff... Jimmy played better. Let's just call it like it is. Now Jimmy struggled all season, got injured, and just couldn't play. I think if he comes back week 14 against the Redskins, I think it's going to be a nitty-gritty game. But I think Jimmy's going to be able to work his way back into what he does best. And all he needs is his healthy weapons. Start with the running back. Shout out to Raheem Mostert. Start with Debo. Who is the most? He has to be the most physical receiver in the in the game. But I like I know DK Metcalf is big, but he ain't physical. I, I what I mean by physical, I watched Debo catch a pass, should have got tackled for a loss, got thirty yards on the joint, thirty three to be exact, and still must the dude that tried to tackle him. This dude like five eight. What, what what's going on? Yeah, that's that's actually a really good uh, way of looking at it. It's a good little analysis there. DK Metcalf isn't physical. like, you know, he's got a against against us. He had a size factor going in his favor, but um, he tore Emmanuel mostly up. Man, you know, um, and I. But that's I, mainly on Donnie. That's mainly on Russell Wilson acknowledging the mismatch, just throwing the ball up. You know, if he didn't have a quarterback like Russell Wilson that can extend the play and, and, and escape or do whatever, whatever, I don't think DK Metcalf balls out against the 49ers like that. Right. Yeah. Um, good point there, Melissa and Avery. Yeah. Read it. Avery says, I love how 49er fans are so quick to bash and talk beep about players for weeks, but when they win, it's like Michael Jordan winning his sixth ring. Bro, it's so funny. That the no, I, I can't I can probably count on two hands how many people thought the 49ers were gonna win on <laughs> Oh yeah. And I get it. It's cool. If you you thought we were tanking, I got you. Oh, I love this brother. My man, my man Akeem. This is the best player pro comparison I've ever heard for Debo Samuel. I like you stopped me in my tracks and my points. 
to say that Debo Samuel is Heinz Ward 2.0. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. And that's what it is. He's the best weapon on the 49ers. Not the best wide receiver, but the best weapon, which Heinz Ward was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. And, and, and that's the perfect analogy, perfect pro comparison, bro. Perfect. <laughs> Love it, man. Miss you, brother. Can't wait to chop it up with you too, bro. Can uh, I see this though? Yes. You know, going back to you were talking about Jimmy. How poetic would it be if Jimmy came back against Washington, where Alex Smith is playing? And <laughs> you know, uh, like like we were just talking about, 49ers fans are so quick to bash our QB, the team, blah blah. I haven't seen a quarterback get it this bad since Alex Smith. Okay. Um, and even then. You know, my family will tell you, everybody that was around me will tell you, I was at the Saints game in 2010 when Alex Smith got booed off the field. And we're talking about a guy that went through seven different coaches and coordinators throughout his career with the Niners. Harbaugh came in and he was doing just fine. Um, he just had the, uh, the the misfortune of Colin Kaepernick coming behind him on an injury. So I really think if we look at the whole thing, look at... If, if you were, if I were to take Jimmy Garoppolo out of the whole equation, right. And just say no names. And I just showed you stats of his win loss record with us versus, um, we'll say, uh, uh, what's his name? Nick Mullins, the, that some of y'all were praying so much would replace him. If you put their stats against each other, or even one of the top tens in right now, you would pick Jimmy every single time his win loss record just that's that that's it's in his favor. So I think I think we see a nice little comeback, even if he's only with us for one more season. I think it's going to be effective. Um, I hope he's with us for a couple more contracts, to be honest. But we'll see. Yeah, man, we'll definitely see, man. I, I just hope Jimmy's able to play again this season. And that, that's all I care about. Listen, Symmetry says Debo is Sterling Sharp. That's another great comparison. Here's the difference, though. I'd rather Debo be like Heinz Ward. I think I think physicality wise, Sterling Sharp is the Debo. But I think as far as the way they use Heinz Ward, man, he was a touchdown machine, especially in the red zone. Right? And it's not just about speed. Debo, it's not Debo isn't about speed. He's about quicks. Did you see the juke move he put? It was a stop and go. It was like an Allen Iverson cross up, whoop, and then bam, like when he crossed Jordan up when he played for the Wizards. Debo did that to the whole Rams team, bro. Like, and I, I that's that footwork video we watched in the offseason when he was coming back from his ankle injury, bro. I was like, God dang, he stopped, juked, and got and went going. And like uh, the, the pass was like two yards. He got like nine. Yes. I, I just just the thing that scares me about Debo is his physicality. He plays so tough, he gets injured often. I need him to play smarter football because he is a hot commodity in San Francisco. What a pick in the draft, Debo Samuel. Now, I can't wait to see Debo and Ayuk on the field at the same time because that's going to be electrifying. Yep. I mean, how who, who, how do you defend it? They tried to put Jalen Ramsey on Debo. They tried to shadow him. Listen, we keep saying we don't have a deep threat guy. Shit. Wait till, wait till Ayuk is back. And you run in these reverse. <laughs> you, it's it's crazy. Plus, I don't remember uh, Sterling Sharp running wide receiver reverses, man. I 
I don't remember that. But um, shout out to Avery. Avery, listen, man, I, I got to take you up on that offer. I love Spanish food. I love Italian. I just love food. So, yeah, man, I don't really drink the beers, but we definitely can kick it, man. Let me just get a little bit healthy, get this house right, bro. And we on, man. It's on like popcorn, baby. Promise. All right. But Avery, we, we've talked about this before, man. Just get me on the on the Instagram or something. Send me a message or whatever, and that's we'll get you on. No oh, big yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's been on before. Definitely, definitely. He talked about coming to the crib and just chopping it up. Like, he's a real oh. cool dude, man. He's like family, man. I love Avery, man. Him and his wife, man. They take care of a brother. They, they, the whole family takes care of me, man. And I truly appreciate that. Their support is, is ridiculous, man. And uh, shout out to my man, Avery, man. And shout out to you because he's out there on the front line, man. He's that essential guy, man. He's out there working, trying to keep us safe from this corona joint. The whole scary thing about the coronas, I, I went to the emergency room like day six and they couldn't do nothing and i was like what the freak and they just said i had to wait it out <laughs> like i mean my head was like being squashed in a compressor and it was like yo you just gotta wait it out I- i'll give you some 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 tylenol i'm like i hope the tylenol ain't the tylenol i buy at the store because that stuff don't work <laughs> but yeah, um codeine in there shoot yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man man shout out to all the the nurses and the doctors out there man that are doing their thing but listen man uh yes vince kyle owns mcveigh i'm trying to tell you that's one person he's not trying to lose to ever like ever Ever, 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 ever. Listen, I want to get to the nitty-gritty uh, uh, first drive, right? I want to talk about the first drive. It's not going to be long, all right? So we're going to get to the nitty-gritty first drive. And I'm going to read some plays, and I'm going to show you some pictures, man. I got some still photos up here and whatnot. You know what I mean? We're going to show you a couple of plays. Got three plays on the first drive, right? First play, right? First and 10. 49ers got the ball to 25. They are lined up in the gosh darn shotgun on first down. First play of the game. I'm just not a fan of the shotgun, baby. But I get it. You know, it, it, it allows the quarterback to see the field a lot better. So he cannot predetermine what he's going to do with the ball because they can run out of the shotgun. They could throw out of the shotgun. First play. Now, I liked this play. I liked the design. Why? Because we got tight end here. We got receiver Fullback, running back, receiver, quarterback. Who's going to get the ball? They don't know. The Rams have no idea because you got this fullback guy, Mr. Juice Check himself. The play is hiked. Pass goes to Juice Check for four yards. I really liked the play. I really did, Donnie. I don't know about you. I'm not a fan of the shotgun, but what did you think about this first play? It was a pass to uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, My thoughts going into it was, you know, you don't typically see a shotgun formation on the first play of the game. Um, I think there's something going on here with with Kyle Shanahan. You know, him and uh, these are two coaches that we we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, the, The master and apprentice type situation going on. I think he does this because if I'm not mistaken, there was a few early shotgun formations in the last Rams game that we played. <laughs> we bro, we've been running out of the shotgun formation all year long, and it's yeah. throwing it's throwing me off. But it's supposed to throw the defense off too, depending and on that, my thoughts on it. Is yeah. I think uh, I think that makes uh, 
that just throws a little confusion and, and, you know, maybe gets these guys scared a little bit. I mean, you, you kind of have to do crazy things when you're out as many guys as we are. So, um, yeah, it makes me nervous. So I'm with you, Breezy. I'm not a huge fan of the shotgun formation, just especially considering our offense in general. But yeah, it, 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 it just I feel like it funnels the offense down to like one or two plays. Either you're going to run it or you're going to throw to one guy and you're usually locked in on that guy. And either it's going to be complete, incomplete or interception. Like it's, it's, it's one of those three options. I, I just feel like if you just allow Nick to line up under the center and do some other things. I feel like it would be so much more of a success rate for Nick Mullins, Jimmy Garoppolo, CJ Beathard, whoever's playing quarterback for the 49ers, because I'm going to keep it a buck. The Rams defensive line is legit. All right. They too legit to quit. They got the best player in the NFL on their team. And I know he didn't see struggle the first game, but he gosh darn didn't struggle this game, bro. He was all over the field, beating people one-on-ones, lining up inside, lining up outside. Let's get back to this first drive. Second play, I don't know why the teleprompter says second and 10 because it was clearly second and six, right? Because it was a second down. We got four yards on the first play, but it read second and 10. This is him under center. And look, now you got my man uh, Dwelly going in motion. You got you checking the backfield at the fullback. You got Raheem Mostert deep back there in the field. Of course, you got your wide receivers out there. All right. Looking looking really good. I'm thinking that the 49ers are going to come out here, and I know they're going to run it on second down. Just off the formation, I know they're going to run it, and they get another four yards by Raheem Mostert. That was his first run back from his injury, and they get another four yards, man. It is now third and two. Third and two, Donnie. When you saw third and two, what did you think was going to happen on third and two? Matter of fact, let me ask you this. Third and two, what are you running? Pass or run? I'm doing run, especially with Raheem Mostert back. Raheem Mostert, sorry. Um, With him back, that's that's my obvious go-to. But then again, I'm not. I just don't understand why we don't run the ball consistently, bro. Like that buff, it confuses the heck out of me, bro. Like, you, you, he just got four yards. If you're going to pass on third and two from your 33-yard line, do some type of play action rollout bootleg to the right one-on-one. See if the receiver can beat this guy. No. Drop back. Back to shotgun. Let's go back. Let's go look at this play. Back to shotgun on third and two. Now, let, let me let me say it, because if Tony was here, he would be pissed off. It's third and two. We're in shotgun. That means it's third and freaking five or seven, right? You're, you're automatically further back. <laughs> like, Kyle, why this play, bro? Like, why this? And it was an incomplete pass to Jordan Reed. Matter of fact, the ball was thrown into, like, quadruple coverage. There's four guys. And the ball's high. And it was over Jordan Reed's head. He couldn't catch the pass, and we're now punting. Who MVP of the game to me was Mitch Wisnowski anyway, because this dude punted for over like 350 yards. He had more yards than the quarterback punting and pinned the ball back each and every time. Dude is a pro, pro, all pro. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to we gonna have one all pro, hopefully two all pros this season, Fred Warner and Mitch Wisnowski. Tough to say that when you're trying to breathe right but, man, that was the first drive, man. Quick, short, simple, yo. I, I don't know about you, Donnie, but I'm tired of these quick first drives. Usually the 49ers like to sustain drives, and they usually get at least three points. Lately, 
Nah. Lately, you know. And it wasn't even due to pressure from the Rams. It was just a bad, poor throw by Nick Mullins. Who we need to start torching? Because I... I... Stat-wise, Nick Mullins had a decent game. Yeah. Watching him play, he was freaking trash. Mm-hmm. I, like, he was trash. And I know I don't want to sit here and badmouth Nick Mullins because when your coach comes on and says, hey, Nick Mullins played a good game, <laughs> that's when I start saying, what coach, what coach, do, what game was he watching? What game was Kyle Shanahan watching? Maybe he wasn't watching Nick Mullins. Maybe he was just watching how great the defense was playing and worried about Robert Sala getting phone calls and being, you know, deported from the team or whatnot because Robert Sala is going to be a head coach somewhere um, next year. He won't be with the 49ers. That's my rumor. That's our rumor for today. But my question is, Kyle, what the hell? Who? What quarterback were you watching to where Nick Mullins played decent? Because he didn't. Now, I know his numbers were super comparable to, to Jared Goff and no one ever talks bad about Jared Goff you know he had one less interception than Jared Goff about the same amount of yards do I even have those stats it was crazy all I'm saying is if Nick can find a way to run this offense fluid let it flow do some different types of plays rollouts something Nick Mullins would be possibly looking to replace Jimmy Garoppolo next year I'm starting to conspire that it's set up that they don't want Nick Mullins to supersede in this offense because they really want to give Jimmy a shot, bro. I'm I'm telling you, it doesn't add up, Donnie. It's not adding up. Yeah. Um, You got to remember, too, man, there were a lot of plays yesterday that would have been interceptions had the Rams just had their head in the game. Um, He... He got off lucky yesterday on not having three interceptions. A couple of them were just dropped. So, uh, I don't know, man. There there are times where I look at at Kyle Shanahan and I'm like, dude, like, mad scientist genius. Then there are times I'm like, this is why you don't have a Super Bowl yet. You know what I mean? Just keep it real. I'm not even looking for mad scientist plays. Maybe once in a blue moon throw some chemicals out there and combustion and mix something up and be like, did you see that? Other than that, if this dude don't start letting the quarterback roll out to the side, listen, this all you got to do is you fake the ball. It's called play action. You fake it. You fake the handoff. You roll out. You're going to have Debo, a tight end, Jordan Reed. If Jordan Reed one-on-one, they're not getting beat. Like, do all you gotta do is throw the ball a little bit in front of them so that they can run to the pass. It's 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 yards all day. I'm I'm starting to think that I I Kyle won't call successful plays for Nick Mullins for a reason. Yeah, I could I could buy that. Um, which is good for Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, but let's let's keep it a buck like we always do, man. Jimmy is a thousand times better than Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins isn't there yet. I'm not mad at Nick Mullins for not being there yet. That's a hard thing to do when you're you're is the playtime he's been getting the last few years. He's got a lot this year. Um, but if we're gonna do that to Jimmy and say, "Oh man, you got to step up and and you know uh, 
be this and that. And, you know, one thing I will say about Nick Mullins is I, he surprises me about, you know, when when he goes deep, he surprises me. Um, it's scary when he lets go, but he connected with quite a few. Um, then there are times it's just it's not even the same guy playing. Um, yeah, Jimmy makes mistakes, but they definitely don't look as bad as when Nick makes them. Mm. I mean, they are ridiculous when Nick makes mistakes. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's it's tough because I sat there and watched balls being underthrown last night, and then I said that can't be the same Nick. And then I thought about maybe it's because of the pressure because there was this one guy, right? <laughs> this is one guy on the Rams, bro, that just said, "I'm going to eat." I'm going to feast tonight because Vince says it's hard to roll out when McGlinchey can't block. Listen, I can clear my throat. This is not a bash McGlinchey show, but I'm about to trash this guy. He is the worst. Look, I know we've had AJ Jenkins. I know we've had some bad first picks. I I know. But to be an offensive lineman, to get drafted as high as you did and to regress that, that, that don't work if you're an offensive lineman he you know what he lacks Donnie he he doesn't have the the meanness and the 49ers need some meanness on the offensive line bro yo give give me and I'm not going to go too far back give me Alex Boone right give me Mike Ayupati Right? These guys were mean. Mm-hmm. They were mean. I mean mean. Like, and and I don't know, man. They're talking about McGlinchey being a vegan. Shout out to him for that. But if, if that's how you lost weight, because you... I, I'm, I'm going to say this. He's good in run blocking when the run game is working. But there's times the run game not working. <laughs> right? So then what good is he? So... Uh, look, man, Ugh. it's Mike McGlinchey, guys, and and guess what? He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So we go. Either he's gonna get better, or he's not. It's just it's just one or the other. Clearly, he not that dude from Notre Dame. And when you draft linemen from Notre Dame, it I know we uh, who somebody mentioned yesterday in another Beniner show was the guy from uh, uh, from Stanford, Josh uh, Garnett, Joshua Garnett. Listen, I will take a Notre Dame guy over a Stanford guy when it comes to offensive line play. I just will. That's just me. Give me the Big Ten guy over the Pac Ten guy any day when it comes to offensive line play. It's just they're built. They just they built different. But Mike McGlinchey is built different than, than different. And, and he's just struggling, bro. He's just struggling. Look, they line Aaron Donald up. Now, people want to argue with me because people think that McKivitz gave up. McKivitz was the reason why uh, um, Mostert fumbled. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. That was Sean McVay, or whoever their defensive coordinator is, saying, listen, line up over 69. I don't care. Line up over 69. You beat him every time. Aaron Donald didn't even touch him. He swam, moved, and McGlinchey just was lost. 
and then blew up the play in the backfield. And I'm saying, dang, yo, Mostert never fumbles. He didn't even get a chance to touch the... He, he, as soon as he got the ball, he was hit. So, McGlinchey, he... I would like to see what McGlinchey does when the offensive line is back intact. Maybe he's doing too much. Maybe he's just not the leader. Maybe there's some things that he just can't, you know, coincide with right now. He's still learning. But I, I, I would like to see McGlinchey when your center is there at Western Richburg, who's putting these guys where they need to be. And speaking of putting guys where they need to be, if one more person comes out of their mouth and tells me they need to cut Richard Sherman, I'm going to smack the Kofi off your head. Let me tell you how great Richard Sherman is. Now, I know he could get burnt. Anybody could get burnt. All our DBs get burnt. Probably except Jason Verrett. And even he gets burnt, DK Metcalf. Now, let me just say this. Richard Sherman is the smartest defensive back in the NFL. What do I mean by that? This guy aided and bedded the quarterback yesterday. Now, I know it was Jared Goff, but he does this to the best of them. If he was playing and Aaron Rodgers was there, Aaron Rodgers probably would have threw three picks against the 49ers. Why? Because the way Richard Sherman plays football, it's the way he plays he even lined up at safety and some packages. Everybody wanted wants to see him play safety. Guess what he did? He did. And you know what I loved about Richard Sherman? Because of Richard Sherman's presence on the field, who led the team in tackles, seven tackles, by the way, and an interception. Donnie, you talked about that earlier. Because of his present on the presence on the field, everybody played better. Jimmy Ward looked like the eraser. He looked like the eraser. I mean, in on every play, forced two fumbles, had the second, what, five tackles, four solos. Jimmy Ward was balling. Why? Because he no longer has to run the defense. He can go back to playing the football that he's playing. Jimmy Ward's not a leader. Everybody's not a leader, Donnie. Everybody can't be a leader, bro. Some people try to lead and they just don't have it. Some people can just are great followers or great role players, and that's okay. You can't have a team of leaders. Too many alpha stuff ain't going to work. Richard Sherman, Jason Verrett. Oh, my God. That defense yesterday shut Robert Woods down. Cooper Cup down, and everybody else. <laughs> it's Richard Sherman is it needs to be on this team, guys. I don't know how they're going to re-sign him, but I hope that they figure out a way to get him re-signed or whatnot because he needs to be on this squad. Um, just give him a couple more years extension, and let's see how we can make that rock out, man. What are your thoughts on Richard Sherman, bro? Man, okay, so first of all, rumor patrol here. I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I think Sherm will be back next year, and here's why. Rumor has it he bought or is buying his mother a place in the Bay Area. Why would you do that if you didn't plan on being here? I'm sure it's been talked about, and you know this guy negotiates his own contracts, so it's it's being talked about already. Um, secondly, I mean, you don't – I give anybody a break coming back from injury – Especially, you know, especially Sherm. You know, he gets a break because he's done so much. But the way he came back yesterday, we need this guy on our team. Like you said it all right there, Breezy. 
This dude leads our defense. Some people just aren't leaders. This guy is that. That's why there's a big C on his jersey. This dude. Preach, brother. It's, Yo, can we pass around the orphan plate for my brother Donnie one time? He said this is why the big C is on his chest, yo. And this is why we have certain, certain people are captains, man. Like, it's crazy, man. Look, we want to talk about some of the highlights of the game, guys. Some of the high moments, some of the low moments. And then we're going to take a couple of calls. So I want you guys to get your high-low moments, right? And let me go ahead and put the number up for you guys that are watching. Uh, uh, the number is 475-549-7849. We want to do both segments, the Niners Talk segment mixed in with the high and low segment, right? So high meaning that Donnie and I are going to give our high offensive and defensive player and then our low offensive and defensive player. So when you call in, I mean, you can call and talk about whatever you want. You got, you got a couple of minutes. But I would like to hear who your high and low was as well, if you're going to call. So make sure you text that number, right, right? And I will call you back. I promise to call you back if you text that number. All right? So, Donnie, let's go ahead and kick this part off, man. Give me your high offensive player. Who was the player that you felt performed the best? That's a, that's a tough one, but um, I'm going to go Debo Samuel because, uh, wow. I mean, that's really all you can say. I mean, that dude is just, he's a beast. I could easily say Mostert, whatever, but I like what Debo Samuel's doing. And you said it earlier in the game with a health a healthy receiving core back. It's just, it's just so dangerous. These guys are insane. Debo Samuel is such a fit player. Um, Heinz Ward 2.0, maybe. Um I, I hope to see better because he just seems to improve every single time he's on the field when he has the opportunity. So that's my high. Oh yeah, man. It, it, he was my high too. Um, he, he, and he was not my high because he had 11 catches for, uh, what? A hundred and something yards. Matter of fact, let me, wait, 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 let's go ahead and post this man. Cause he balled out. So mm. Debo Samuel had 11 receptions for 133 yards, zero touchdowns. All right, these are the stats for today. 11 catches for 133. If I read to you the way that the ball was allocated to the rest of the receivers on it, you'd be like, dang, they were force-feeding Debo. It's not that they were force-feeding him. He was just balling out. Like, whenever he got the ball, a lot of stuff was on Yak. He made extra yards happen. That's what Debo does, man. That's what Debo does, and that's why... He's my high player. Let's go to your high defensive player, bro. Who do you got for your high defensive player? Well, I know everybody, you know, expects me to say Richard Sherman because I'm such a Sherm fanboy. But let's talk about my man that you know who I'm going to say. I've been talking about him since the beginning of the season. Javon Kinlaw. Woo! Interception and a, a pick six. Or no, it was a fumble. No, it was a pick six. Okay, pick six. Yeah. From Javon Kinlaw, you rarely see that. This dude has been, you know, it's it hasn't shown too much on as far as like sacks and, and, and tackles go, but he plays his part. He's been doing it all season, and now it's starting to show. He got his first pack a couple weeks ago, and uh, who, I, I'm sure he didn't expect going into this game to have his first pick six. Of course not. But let me tell you how smart this kid is, yo. He rushed the quarterback. He saw Jared Goff get stuck 
and he stopped his rush. He reached up in the air, grabbed the ball out the air, and bumbled and stumbled into the end zone for six points. Now, I want to talk about the celebration because it looked like he wanted to dive, but he really didn't want to dive. He was trying to do some type of somersault type flip type thing, but then he knew it wasn't going to happen, and it just looked weird. And I'm glad that he didn't fumble the ball doing that because that would have been crazy. But shout out to this guy, and I like that you picked him. Um, I, I really do. I like that you picked Ken Law because you've said each and every week, Ken Law has been your guy. And you've watched him progress each and every week. You're watching him eat up double teams. I'm going to say this about Javon Kenlaw. Next season, <laughs> he's going to start demanding double teams, guys. So you can't double everybody on the defensive line. That means Nick Bosa will be double teamed. So either Armstead or this guy is going to feast. Like one or the other. And this is why I don't think DJ Jones would be back. But, but because you have Ken Law, Armstead can finally move to the inside where he's more dominant. And we'll, we'll, we'll have Ronald Blair and somebody else on the outside, which we can do. Maybe we'll resign Kerry Hyder. Who knows? Um, and then you bring in your depth, right? But here's the thing, man. We got a couple of callers. We're going to get them uh, on there, uh, on here real quick. But I like your Ken Law pick. My high defensive player goes to the captain, bro. I'm sorry. His, his level of intellect on the football field made the defense that much acute, that much sharper, that much on point. Yeah, I said the same meaning for three different words, right? On point, sharp, acute, like, bam, like just him being there. Jason Verrett got to lock down his guy. And Richard Sherman locked down his side and did what he did. Now, the fact that he led the team with tackles, and it wasn't that it was a high number. It was seven, right? The fact that he led the team with tackles, it was the style of offense that the Rams were playing. They were playing a lot of uh, underneath routes, Meaning that, you know, we'll give up the underneath routes, but they're not breaking us. They're not breaking it. They're not going to break it. So now your cornerback's got to come up and do what? Wrap and tackle, Donnie. And that's what they did. Both of them. Verrett, um, Sherman. Shout out to Sherman. Welcome back. You get my ball for being the, the, the high defensive player just because of the intellect you brought on the field and the intensity. And you didn't look like you lost a step. Look like you gained a step, brother. So welcome back to the 49ers. Good to have you back. Um, but Donnie, I definitely like the Kinlaw pick. He was the breath of fresh air. Here's what's funny on another but Niners halftime show. I said that the 49ers will win this game, but the defense has to make a play. I said it right before halftime. I said the 49ers will win, but the defense has to make a play because the offense just doesn't have it. What happened? Pick six. All right, man. Let's yep. go ahead and get these calls in, man. All right. Uh, let's do... See, I haven't done this in a minute, so I'm back to working the switchboards. Let's see if we can get this to ring ring. Yes, 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 we got you. <laughs> I said, how's the lucky rabbit foot after yesterday? Now, that was funny that you said that. She said that um, I must have <laughs> this lucky rabbit foot because I come back and the 49ers get their, their victory. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you are on the halftime show. I mean, what happened? You still think it off? You think Kim was like the big highlight. I was trying to be on the pregame it's show. It's not a coincidence. Too. You're the lucky 
<laughs> but I, I fell asleep. So the one thing about this thing is it just makes me sleep. That I just go to sleep whenever. I'm gonna go to sleep right after this show. But um, yeah, so I was knocked out in the pregame shows. I was like, oh snap, I missed it. And then in the halftime show, I was like, I could do that one, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm up now, you know. But um, yeah, so that that's what that was. And shout out to the 49ers, they got their victory, they did what they needed to do. Let's do it again Monday night. Let's do it again Monday night. Um, before I get into my high-low players, I wanted to say, Donnie, I tagged you on Twitter and tried to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you had a nice holiday. Well, thank you so much. I haven't been on Twitter because I got this. Um, my high player for the game yesterday for offense, I would have to say, is Raheem um, Moser, and if not, it would be Juice because he has a huge fourth down. Woo! Uh, my low, and I know this is going to get so much hate, but my low for offense has to be Kendrick Bourne because he had to make that huh? catch on the last drive to get them in field goal range, and he just he didn't make the catch. Okay, that's fair. Um, and then my high for defense, I mean, I've been all over the place. I've loved Jamar Taylor all year. You know, people said he was nothing. I, I've loved Tavarius Moore, I've loved uh, Kerry Hyder, but I have to give it to Kevin Givens because he didn't get enough love. Fair, fair, fair. So, Kevin Givens is my uh, defensive high, and then I hate to do it because I really like the guy, but, um, and I lost power yesterday because it's been raining nonstop here in Jersey, but I think if I had to pick a, a low for defensive player, it would be Emmanuel Mosley because I heard he got burnt when he came in to substitute for Jamar Taylor. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I love so. your picks. We're going to talk about your picks on the air, but uh, I truly appreciate you for all your, your prayers and support. And thank you for calling in. And we're going to go ahead and talk about these picks. I like these ones. I can't wait to break these down. <laughs> no worries. Feel better, Breezy. Thank love you so you. much. Love you too. Peace out. Bye. All right. So check this out. So her highs were juice on offense and her low was uh, <laughs> her low was Kendrick Bourne because he dropped one pass. Like I got the I got the, the scary lights flickering out, out, out here. He dropped one pass. One pass. I think it was three for four. You know what I'm saying? We know Kendrick Bourne drops a pass here and here. I want to say that pass was off though. Like, he had to go back and try to get that, you know, get the pass or whatever or whatnot. Whatever. But that's her low, man. Donnie, your thoughts on her lows and her highs? He said juice because he, he got that crucial first down where he did the twisty turn twister and got the back and put his back into it and and got an inch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, I like her highs and lows. Her defensive low was going to be, you know, same as mine. So I don't really have to talk about it. But um, yeah, juice. Come on, man. It's not much needs to be said about that. And thank you so much for the the Thanksgiving shout out too. By the way, um, I haven't been able to get on my Twitter because for some reason I got this phone and it's saying my email doesn't exist. But when I go to my old phone and get on it from there, it works for some reason. So I have no idea. But thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody else. All right, now we got to talk about her defensive players really quick, and then we gonna get, we got one more caller before we get up out of here. All right, so her defensive high was, dang, who, who did she say her high? I got the low. 
Can't remember who Ohio was on defense. Oh, damn. Um, to text, type in who your high was on defense, yeah. Melissa. But her low, her low was Emmanuel Mosley. Look, he's my low. Yeah. So I'm with Melissa on that one. This dude lined up in the slot and got torch symmetry. I don't know if you watched it, but he was getting burnt. Cooper Cup had zero targets, zero catches, zero yards. And the moment Jamar Taylor goes out, what did they do? They picked on Emmanuel mostly. And all of a sudden, he got burnt three times and he made one good play. So he's like, that's bad ratio. He got burnt three times and then made a good play. Good good pass deflection or overthrow or some crazy crap like that or whatever like that. I'm with Melissa on the low. Oh, Kevin Givens was her high. Yes, Kevin Givens balled out. I said that earlier on the show. He was balling out, right? Balling. Kevin Givens is a breath of fresh air. And this is why DJ Jones might not be back. Okay, so yeah. So um, that's why I said he was he missed. Yeah. No, I don't know. Was he missed? Because Kevin Givens filled in and, and balled out against a decent offensive line, too, by the way. The Rams offensive line is no slouch. But back to mostly, man, that was funny because that dude just isn't as maybe he's just not a slot corner. And that's why I said earlier on the show, we're going to have to figure some stuff out. Maybe Jimmy Ward's going to have to slide up over to that slot, let Tavares more play free, put Marcel Harris at the strong. They're going to have to figure some things out there, bro. Um, But we got one more caller, man. We got one more caller. Let's go ahead and give him a call. I think I got this call thing down. Pack has been a minute. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to see if I got it working right now. (laughs) I'm back, baby. Evening. Good evening, Sim Simma. What's going on, baby? What's going on, player? Chilling, man. Chilling. It's good to be back, bro. Good to be back. It's good, it's good to hear you back. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you were sick. You know what I mean? I just found out today through the show. And so you know, it's, it's good that you you know you're back and doing what you do, my man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Um, my 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 highs, I guess, for the. For the game um, on the offense, I'm gonna go. I have to go with Debo, uh, Debo Samuel. I know somebody, some somebody compared him to Heinz Ward, and that's not a terrible comparison. It's pretty, pretty um, accurate. I would agree with. You know, for the most part, I liked your Sterling like Sharp. Sterling, I like the Sterling Sharp. Please break that yeah, down for us. I, I, I grew, I grew up, I grew up a little bit. I'm not. I'm not a young spring chicken, so I saw a little bit of Sterling in the early '90s. Yes, sir. You know, as a young man, and let me ask, let me ask you this question, Sim: Was there a tougher wide receiver than Sterling Sharp? He number one, he caught everything. Number two, they couldn't bring him down. Not in that era. Not in that era. Because they would kill. He, they, they they probably would kill him. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But that's right. And Debo, Debo's physicality. It reminds me so much of, of, of what Sterling was able to do on the field. He was fast. Yes, sir. He was physical. He would block. You know what I mean? He, he was, it was just unfortunate that he had a career-ending injury, but he would have been neck. one of the best yeah. receivers in the, in the game. Yes, sir. Um, a low point, everybody knows who that is. Number 69. Booty. Mike McGlinchey. Mike McBooty. Mick, <laughs> Mick Booty. 
you know, I wasn't giving him, and I was, I was, I was holding back on giving him his name all year, and I gave it back to him a little bit prematurely. He reverted back to his old self, so now he's back to nine again. I'm not even gonna mention his name, but um, yeah, I, I think somebody else in the in the chat mentioned that he is questionable him being a captain. I, I agree with that. I don't know where they get that from. Maybe it's just due to his you know personality and his ability to speak and, and press conferences and stuff like that but on the football field i don't see him leading anybody except to the quarterback so you know i, I think that i think that next year they'll take the sea off and probably give it to a guy like raheem Mostert, mm. who's shown you know the heart and continues to preach if you watch some of his presses continues to preach the family orient orientation that this organization is, is founded on. So he's, he's, he's a guy that really understands the culture of this organization. And I think he deserves a captaincy next year. Um, on defense, I, 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 I'm going to go with Robert Sala. I know a lot of people are going to talk about the players, but I mean, this guy has nobody to work with on, on a weekly basis and continues to turn out a, a top five, top 10 defense on a, on a, on a weekly basis. And I know some of the players are, you know, praising him right now in the media, and he's probably in, in the front line to get the Detroit job next year. So I, I think he, Robert Sala he deserves a little bit of praise for just his ability to put together game plans week by week, and especially in this week going against a division opponent, shut them down and, and really shut down that passing attack. Um, and then I guess the low, there's not too much on on, on defense that I would nitpick on, mm -hmm. um, but I guess if you would split hairs. I would say Eric Armstead was a little bit out of position on a couple of the draws, a couple of the, I think the big play that Akers had, I'm not too sure if it was Armstead that missed that, the gap, or if it was Hyder, but um, he was he was a little bit out of position, and that's just not something that we would, you know, you're used to seeing Eric Armstead usually more sound on the defensive line, but um, that was really, that's really nitpicking because he had a decent game. Right. So I wasn't. It wasn't anybody on the defense that I would say had you know that stuck out to me. I really had a four-four game. I know Mosley. You guys mentioned Mosley, and that kind of. I didn't really think about it, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, the couple plays that he got picked on could be looked at as as negative as well. Um, so yeah, but I mean overall, it was great to see Ken Law get his get his play, get his pick. I know he wasn't expecting to bring it back to the house or even <laughs> intercept it, so that was dope. You know what I mean? Richard Sherman is back. Everybody was talking about putting him at safety. He needs to retire. He needs to be a coach. And mm -hmm. this guy just shows you why he's one of the best to ever do it. And, and, and you know, we're, we're rolling. We can, we're going next week, Monday night. That's my birthday. Hey! And yeah. You know, let's get it. We're going to get it. Get let's it. do it for T.O. Let's do it. Let's do it, bro. Hey, man, thank you so much for calling in. It's always a pleasure chopping it up with you, bro. Thank you, sir. You have Always a, a pleasure. Yes, sir. You have a blessed day, bro. Have a good night. Peace. Yes, that is Symmetry, man. Whenever Symmetry gets on the mic, man, it's like, he like an MC. You know, like not a rapper, but an MC. You know, a master of ceremonies. Yes, sir. I mean, a, a person you just you just stop what you're doing and you just listen because he's about to drop some knowledge, some nuggets, or whatever like that. You know what I mean? And, and I appreciate when Sim calls in um, on the show because it's stuff I definitely want to hear. You know, he, his highs and lows were good. Listen, Robert Sala deserves... Look, here's the rumor. 
Robert Sala ain't coming back to San Francisco next year. That, that's it. Rumor, fact, whatever you want to call it, he, he's good as sold on one of those crappy teams. Lions, Jaguars, you name it. He's out. So we're going to have to start thinking about who our defensive coordinator is going to be next year. It's probably going to be... Uh, never mind. I don't want to talk about that. But... I think Salah is definitely earning his way up, and we might see a couple of players leave with him that are won't be under contract anymore. He'll probably have more money to work with and get those guys some bread, man. And, and you got to respect it because that's the game, man. That's the game. Donnie, any final thoughts, baby? Final thoughts? Uh, yeah, man. So, you know, we, we've been coming up with names for uh, Mike McGlinchey all um, so I'm going to reveal mine that I came up with at the beginning of the season. Not McBooty, nothing like that. I like to make it sound like the name. It's Mike McGlitchy. That dude is an offensive glitch. He's been one since the beginning of the season. F that guy. I'm good on him. Um, beautiful, uh, beautiful call there, Sim. I love it. You do drop dimes every time. Um, thank you guys also for bearing with us this last couple of weeks. It's been a rough one. Um, glad we came back on a win. Loving it. Um, Breezy, I'm glad you're back, man. I, I feel a little out of place when we're not doing the show, man. You know what I mean? And I've been leaving you alone because I, I like to, you know, I like to leave people alone when they're sick. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying like, you know, oh, I didn't know Breezy was sick. People have been asking me, bro. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, just, you know, a little under the weather. I didn't I didn't go into detail, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, it's good to be back, man. Listen, my final thoughts are this. The 49ers did what they were supposed to do. Excuse me. They went on the road. They got a victory. Listen, they're going to be on the road at home next week on Monday Night Football. They're going to be playing a mobile quarterback. If Salah wants a head coaching job, he has to figure out how to stop the mobile quarterback because that is his only weakness. That is his only weakness. I think Salah could put together a solid game plan, especially against stationary guys, because we have crazy speed. But we're missing some key players, I believe, that would help Salah out in this situation. And, you know, shout out to Kiri Hyder, who leads the team in sacks, too, at seven and a half sacks. But I think Salah's test is going to be come Monday night. And I think, you know, the 49ers play pretty damn good under the lights, man. I, I'm not, I'm not worried about... The 49ers and the and and you know on prime time. Shout out to Mariah too. Uh appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the love and the prayers. Um, <laughs> it's dope. Uh, but listen, I'm telling you, man, Monday night football is gonna be electrifying next week. Josh Allen, Josh Allen is one hit away from missing the rest of the season. And he doesn't want to get hit by one of these 49ers. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. I don't preach on injuries. I don't like want them to happen. But I'm telling you, he going to pull the ball down. He going to run one time, and it's not going to end well. I, I just know how the defense is playing. And if the defense is what the defense was last week, I know Jerry Goff isn't mobile. But I'm telling you right now, Josh Allen going to have to stay in that pocket and try to make these throws. I'm not worried about their wide receivers, even though Stephon Diggs is the guy and they got some guys, they got some speed at the receiver position, but they're not guys that you got to worry about reverses out of the backfield and all that crazy crap. You got to worry about that. Their defense is pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Every 
any given Sunday, right? Um, they don't have a run game. They don't got a run game. Look, I ain't worried. I ain't worried. I might be high, but I ain't worried. Listen, final thoughts. 49ers are going to do what they do. They're going to go on a run. Everybody's going to be happy. They're going to find a way to sneak themselves into the playoffs. Guys are going to be coming back. We're going to be back, and we're going to give everybody great, great, great nitty-gritty Niner shows, man. Guys, Donnie, I love you, brother. Thanks for holding it down. Love you, man. Guys out there, man, thank y'all for tuning in to the Nitty Gritty Niners Talk Show. We out this piece, baby. Y'all know that sound. Yeah, yeah, Touchdown. That's a touchdown. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh, yeah. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. We outline players up and show. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that nine is tall. Nine is tall, nitty gritty, this that nine is tall.